0: Jordan, open, Chicago with the lead,
1: Right. to game. not a game, not a game, we talking about practice. LeBron James with no record for human life, he in basketball! back out to
0: Allen, his free G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys NBA podcast. We are joined today
1: by my good friend, Callum Mack. How are you doing today, mate? I'm doing pretty well, Mitchy boy. How are you going?
0: <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We're post-trade deadline. We're in the second half of the season now. Things are, things are heating up. Um, and as always, you can find us on Twitter at Ball Boys NBA uh, for some quick takes, fantasy related or NBA related or just... Talking smack, talking trash, pumping up the Celtics. Uh, follow us <laughs> along over there. Um, but how, how's, the, how's the NBA been going for you, Cal? There's been, there's been a few news things happening out. Um, anything catch your eye recently?
1: Um, look, we are fresh past the trade deadline. So uh, we've had yep. some, some interesting moves with the buyout market um, in full effect. Yep.
0: Yeah, we're going to discuss a few of those those buyout candidates in a second. Um, one little random thing that, that caught my eye today, I was scrolling through the the Twitter world, and I don't know if you've seen this, have you seen like the beef between uh, uh, Kevin Durant and Michael Rappaport?
1: Yes, I did see that. I was a bit disappointed. <laughs> I'll be honest, I read that today. and um, Yeah. Dude, Durant just went in. He went kind of like crazy soccer mom on this guy. Uh, yeah, well, yeah
0: he take? went... He went full internet troll. It looks like, yeah. um, like you know, the full messages, no response, and just kept laying it in. And uh, yeah, I don't know. We, you know, he's he's had a bad image on on Twitter before, but yeah, this this sort of took it to a new level. I thought so.
1: Yeah, a little I bit think disappointing. It was a bit too much. It was a bit over the top um, for me yeah. personally. So
0: yeah. So um, yeah, check out check out Michael Rappaport's Twitter if you guys are, are looking for a bit of a. Bit of a laugh, but also maybe just—I uh, don't know—just get your he- head wrapped around what's going on, because I imagine that's going to be in the news a bit tomorrow, and and by the time this video or podcast comes out, you might have might have seen it come up. So, uh, but let's get into our NBA topics today. Uh, we're talking uh, NBA buyouts now. I don't know your feelings too much, Cal. We haven't spoken too much about this in the past, but I fucking hate buyouts. Um, <laughs> I feel like. It's just like the rich gets richer in the NBA and um, the good teams are already loaded with talent and it just highlights the importance of once you're able to get like an NBA star or like a big three or a dynamic duo, it really doesn't matter what your depth looks like or what the end of your roster looks like because you're just going to be able to pick up some of these buyouts players later because... Players are going to obviously want to come to your team. Um, so, I don't know. What, what's your thought on buyouts in general, Cal?
1: I'm, I'm on the same page as you. I think it's a bit stupid how some of these teams can just get these players for l- literally nothing. Like, they give them a contract that is barely anything just because, you know, these players yeah. are getting 90% of what they were owed to begin with. So, I think there should be maybe some yeah. repercussion for the team that gets them in the sense of, I don't know, if, if, if their money, I don't know, some kind of tax... Um, maybe yeah, some more of the I payments know. that are owed should be on their tax records to affect them in the couple, next couple of years. I'm not too sure, but something probably should change because it's a, it's a bit one-sided at this point.
0: Yeah, it is. It just seems like I don't know. Maybe maybe they need to forfeit, you know, a second round pick or something like that. Just just give up something for these players. I know they're not, you know, obviously the the best players, and we're going to get into them later. Um, but it just just grinds my gears a little bit. But let's let's get into it. Uh, probably the first one that dropped was Lamarcus Aldridge. We spoke about him last time, thinking he might have gone to the Heat. Didn't go that way, and he went to everyone's favorite team, the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> of course he did. Um, so. What are your thoughts on this, this uh, buyout slash signing here, Cal?
1: Well, it's obviously not about playing time. It's about getting a ring is, uh, I guess, yeah. the, my original thoughts. Because they don't really need him. I was a bit let down. I think he could have played some some more meaningful minutes for other title contenders out there. But yeah. just the fact that this team already has Blake Griffin, um, which is a big that can't defend. Now they've got um, Marcus Aldridge, who is another big who can't yeah. really defend, especially perimeter guys. Those guys struggle on that end so I'm, I'm not yeah I think it's just a bad fit I think it could have been a bit more meaningful for say like a Miami Heat even yeah. a Celtics he could have boosted their roster a bit he, he could have boosted yeah. a lot of the other guys out there and out of out of all the contenders um, you know even the Lakers would have been good even the Clippers he could have helped but I think the Nets yeah. are the one team that probably didn't need him the most
0: yeah I, I, I get that yeah I mean from his point of view I can understand it you know you're how old is he, 36 or 37 years old? You know, you're signing with what you think's the favorite to win the NBA championship. You want a ring. You know, you're about to retire soon anyway. So I get it uh, from his point of view. But for the Nets, look, I've seen a lot of takes on Twitter of people saying that, you know, it's, you know, so-and-so James Harden created this team or J- or Karen Durant created this team just to beat LeBron and all this stuff. And it's got pictures of Blake Griffin and Lamarck Soldridge. And I'm like, guys, do you understand that Lamarck Soldiers and Blake Griffin are not good players anymore? Um, like they're, they're really back of the roster kind of old players. They won't play a significant minutes. So uh, my reaction is to this like, okay, cool. Like it helps them a little bit. It gives them another rotation piece. But I don't think that this is going to be the reason that they win a championship if they do. Um, nor is there going to be the reason that they don't win a championship uh, if they don't. So I just think it's... It's a bit of a whatever thing. Um, I'd say he probably has more of an impact than Blake Griffin does just because of the fact that he, he probably can play defense a little bit better than Blake, uh, even though he is a bit older. Um, just that size and, and sort of, you know, he can still knock down a shot and things like that. So I still like the signing, probably maybe a little bit more than you do, but yeah, I probably would have rather see him go to the heat.
1: Uh, let, me, let me throw a question at you. Um, we're, yeah. we're talking playoff series. Who is the fifth starter or the fifth, uh, we'll say, closer uh, for the Nets? Because obviously you've got, assuming everyone's healthy, you got your James Harden, yep. your Kyrie, your Kevin Durant, and I'm assuming Joe Harris was slot in there at the fourth. Who, who would be the fifth?
0: I think I think it is Lamarcus Aldridge. Um, I, I don't know if I would choose that. I might have gone with like a Claxton or something of that nature, but I think it will end up being Lamarx Aldridge or Blake Griffin, but I'm leaning at Aldridge at this stage. What, what, what do you think?
1: I think it's going to be Claxton. Um, I think that's the best yeah. lineup from this because he's actually kind of proven he can defend perimeter guys yeah. pretty well um, and for a big man. So, And with James Harden there, they like to play the switch, you know, switch and everything defense, which really does suit more Claxton. So if they do that in the clutch. They obviously have enough offense mm. um, with the first yeah. four guys, you know, the fourth being Joe Harris. Um, not Blake Griffin, so I, uh, I think Claxton would be my guy. It could be matchup related as well, obviously, but um, that's, uh, yeah, that would be my. Yeah. No,
0: that would be my choice too. Like, if I was the coach, I would be doing that. But I just don't know if they will. I don't know. I just feel like there's so many veterans and personalities, especially through that center spot, that like. I don't know, maybe being... you know, It's his first year coaching Steve Nash. Maybe he's going to succumb to all those veterans saying, hey, get, get me on the court, get me on the court. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe he makes the right decision, but I don't know. In Brooklyn, we've sort of seen that sort of play out before with DeAndre Jordan versus Jarrett Allen. Oh,
1: even I can kind of see it. Yeah, DeAndre Jordan as well. He should be thrown in the next yeah. two.
0: Yeah, well, I think he's sort of past it as well. But uh, there's, you know, you've got you've those three guys that will all be pushing for minutes at that center spot. And I don't know if... Nash has got the kahunas to sort of throw in a class in as the youngest, youngest of all of them. Um, but I think he should. Uh, let's go across to the other, other coasts um, in the Lakers who have signed Andre Drummond. There was a lot of talk between Drummond and the Celtics that he might be coming across. The Knicks got involved as well, but obviously he's landed in Lakertown to add what is now a bit of a deep rotation in the front court. You know, you've got uh, Drummond... Um, you've got Marcus you've got Montrez Harrell, and then Anthony Davis obviously is there as well. So what are your thoughts on this signing by the Lakers?
1: Um, I'm okay with it. Um, I'm, I'm okay with it. I think it's, once again, an interesting question as to who they're going to close games with. Yeah. Uh, because him and Trez aren't great defensively. I feel like they're guys, especially with Drummond's uh, free throw shooting, you can't really put him to, into close games. Um, and then Trez, I feel like we, know, we knew after last year's playoffs that he can't close games. Marcus is yeah. pretty looking, pretty washed. So I feel like they just have He's to him quiet. Right? Well, that's
0: what I that's what I reckon. But why are they signing all these bloody centers then? Yeah. <laughs> if, um, that's the best lineup, Look, I've always said this. I've always said that Anthony Davis is the best center in the league. Um, but he is insisting that he wants to play as a power forward. And I guess if he wants it, then Lakers are going to benefit backwards to do that. I think that that's just dumb. Uh, because if everyone, if a player forward plays against the center, you're just playing against the same players now. And that's his concern. He doesn't want to bang with the big bodies. But all the centers now are just power forwards. So I, I don't get it myself. Um, but I, I do think it is an upgrade over, um, over someone like a Gasol, over someone like... Montrose Harrell is is good, but he's not a good defender. And when you're going up against a player, and I'm, this is not to say Andre Drummond's a good defender either, but he's probably slightly better than Montrose Harrell when you've got players like Jokic and um, the sort, well, probably only Jokic really, uh, in the Western Conference there who you're going to have to go through to get to the championship. So, uh, and if you make it against, you know, say uh, say if you meet the Philadelphia Seven Six in the finals, you might need someone to hold and beat back. But I, I thought that Anthony Davis could have done that, but... I guess he wants to play power forward. Uh, who do you think is a better defender, Montrez Harrell, Marcus or Andre Drummond?
1: Um, it's it's tough to say. I guess Marcus is still he's got the better IQ. He can probably still defend Joel Embiid, okay.
0: It, in my opinion, I think it's um, I, I think I think it is Drummond, but but by a very slim margin. Um, let's move on. Let's move on to the play-in tournament. Um. In the play-in tournament, we're talking about a, a bit of a prediction. Who do we think is going to make the Eastern Conference seven through ten, and who's going to make it through the West seven through ten? So, I'll throw it over to you first, Cal. What's your Eastern prediction?
1: All right. So my East seven versus ten will start. Yep. I've got the Hornets locked in at the seven spot. First. Interesting. Yep. The Hawks at the ten spot. Okay.
0: Interesting. The Hawks at the ten.
1: Indeed. So, um, I've got a bit of a shuffle going on in in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, you do. If you look at the standings right now, um, everything's changing for me.
0: (laughs) I mean, it is really close between that, you know, fourth and and sort of tenth spot. It's quite close. Uh, I'm guessing you're you're assuming the Chugga Bulls and, and, you know, their trade they've made pushes them up a little bit. I'm interested to see that you've got the Hawks dropping quite low. I understand that, you know, Charlotte without LaMelo Ball and stuff, they might drop down. Um, But... What, what makes you think Atlanta's going to drop?
1: I'm looking at the other teams. That, that's why. So, yeah. I've got okay. Miami, I've got locked in at the four seed. I think mean, that's where they'll be. And, and I think that Indiana um, and the Celtics will boost themselves up to the five and six. I think they'll be out of it. Just because they're confident, okay. they've got good players. I think Indiana will get boosted by Karras. Um, I think he should help them a lot. And the Celtics, they've got Brad Stevens. They're reasonably healthy now. Marcus Smart's back. I think they're ready for a yep. to run. They they got Evan Fournier, um, who, who's a good spark plug off the bench now, which is something they needed on on the wing. So I can definitely it didn't start see them. very well. Exactly, yeah, and they're only like a couple games behind. Yeah, so I, I, yeah. I see Indiana five, Celtics six, um, which is in turn really dropped the Hawks down. I just I don't know. I don't really don't really like Trey Young. Never been a huge fan. So um, I'm throwing it yeah, shade his okay. way. Well.
0: Yeah right. Um, well, I I had a, a slightly different uh, matchup there. I've gone with the um, Atlanta Hawks at the seven uh, versus the Indiana Pacers at at ten. I think that you know Pacers are currently at ninth. They've tailed off a lot <clears throat> since the start of the season, um, and I do think that Chicago Bulls will will increase a little bit out of the tenth spot, uh, dropping the Pacers down slightly there. Um, I do have Atlanta dropping one spot there. Um, you know, I do think Boston and Miami are going to come up above them, but I think that Charlotte will drop lower than, than them in that spot there. So, hence them moving down uh, one spot from there. Um, do you? Let's go on to because you might have these teams in the next ones, in the eight versus nine. Who do you have in that matchup there?
1: I've got the Bulls at the eight versus the Knicks yep. at the nine.
0: Okay. Okay. So you've got Pacers going up all the
1: way. Where have I've you got, got the Pacers? I, I then I reckon the Celtics, and and the Pacers will be the five and six. So yeah, interesting. Got Miami okay. up there, and then the Pacers and the Celtics. I just I have more faith in them. I don't know. I think I think they're just a reliable franchise. As I said, that they're both due for a bit of a a good late run to finish up the season.
0: Yeah, I, I can see that, and I think historically you've been a bit more. Uh, keen on them as well. Um, they're 5-5 five and five in their 5-5 five and five in the last 10 games. Um, and obviously, so yeah, I, I don't know. I just feel like the last few sort of second half of the season so far hasn't been impressive. But, um, yeah, so sorry, who was your 8-9 again?
1: So I got the Bulls versus the Knicks. Yeah. So, um, Bulls do have versus the Knicks. Knicks. Okay. A little bit. I think they'll make a, a playoff, you know, they'll be a playoff contender. They'll go for that play-in tournament. Yep. And the Bulls, mm-hmm. I've got them jumping up a fair bit. I think they're about the 10th spot now but I think Vucevic will help them they'll they'll get some wins together um they got a good coach yeah I I have faith that they will climb the rankings a bit so I'm going up Hawks dropping Knicks dropping Hornets dropping (laughs) to make space for all the teams I think are going to jump up in Miami, Indiana and Celtics
0: okay yeah I I agree I think I think Miami is going to be the biggest mover moving forward I think Boston will be second and I think I think the Knicks hold. I think the Knicks hold at number six. Um, so for my eight versus nine, I've got Charlotte at eight versus Chicago at nine. I think that, I agree that I think Charlotte's going to drop. Atlanta slightly one spot. Um, and I just think that Indiana and Chicago will flip um, basically as the standings are now, which is currently the 31st of March. Um, so um, if you watch this down the line, it might be different already, but we both don't have Toronto coming in. Are we, are we sort of, there only... One one game behind on the win column, but a few games behind on the loss column against Chicago. We both don't think that they're going to make it. That's interesting.
1: Yeah, that, that was the toughest call for me in the East. Just because yep. um, it's hard to hate on Nick Nurse. I've got faith in him that he he could definitely yeah. bring it up. I don't know where they... Look, they had tr- um, Kyle Lowry. He wasn't traded, so...
0: Yeah. you never, you think never that know. they're trying to... Yeah, you'd think that they'd try and give them one more playoff run and then really try and make the the Eastern the Conference playoffs. But I don't know. Something about them this year has just been – I have no confidence really in them. They sort of – I've been questionable about Nick Nurse's decisions in terms of the rotation and playing players like Chris Boucher. And, you know, he's still – just their team lacks a lot of depth outside of their sort of top five or six guys. So um, not sure it's enough to get it done this year. I think Larry's age has finally caught up on him um, and – don't really think that Pascal and Van Vliet are the ones that can sort of carry a team on their on their backs uh, anymore. All right, well let's move on to the Western Conference then. Um, who have you got in that seventh versus tenth play in tournament? All
1: right, so the seven was pretty easy for me. I'm gonna I'm gonna lock yeah. that in as the Mavericks. Um, yeah. And the tenth spot is a this is hard by the way. The um anything like nine, ten, eleven, twelve is is such a mess right now in uh, yeah. <laughs> in the West. But the tenth spot. Yeah. I have the Pelicans going in, um, b- being oh, a bit hopeful. okay. But um, yep. I've decided that the league just can't defend um, Zion. He's, he's too good. Yeah. And they've been on a bit of a stretch recently. They've made some trades. They're starting to click. I have a feeling yep. that um, they could make a push for that 10 for the playing tournament.
0: Well, yeah, it's interesting. They, they obviously didn't trade Zion. I mean, it's not Zion. They didn't trade Lonzo, uh, who was rumored to be on the move. Yeah. Um, which, you know, before the trade line, you were thinking, okay, they're they're tanking, they're looking to trade Zion. So obviously, sorry, I keep saying Zion. They didn't trade Lonzo. Um, So it looks like they're probably not trying to win now if they're trading him for younger pieces and things like that. But they kept him, but probably not because of a lack of trying. I just don't think that there was much on the way of value out there for him. Um so yeah, I find that interesting. Um, I personally won't have the Pelicans making this list. It was a bit hopeful. Um, I'll be honest. Yeah. So what? Are they? They're they're two games behind the Golden State Warriors. So not you know not logically you know they they could definitely make it, but I just believe in, in Steph Curry a bit and that team sort of um, winning enough games to sort of at least make that tenth spot. Uh, okay. So you had Pelicans versus Dallas. All right. I do. I also have Dallas in my seventh spot um, and I've got them going against the Memphis Grizzlies at 10. Did you have Memphis making your play
1: in tournament at all? I do. I do have them. They're my Uh, my nine. They are my
0: nine. Okay. All right. Interesting. All right. Well, Well, we'll discuss that in a second. But yeah, I think obviously Dallas is the lock here pretty hard to see them getting up to those top six teams. They look like they've sort of established themselves a little bit higher. They're all talented. Um, don't really see any of them dropping there the rest of the season. So I think that's a pretty safe bet. Um, yeah, and I think the Grizzlies, you know, they just find ways to win. They're, they're a surprisingly deep team with a lot of players who are sort of similarly talented. Um, one of my favorites, G. Anthony Melton. If he can get some game time, he is actually such a beast and love him as a bit of a fantasy stash, but I think that they will drop. Obviously, they've played fewer games than Golden State. um, So they've got a few games to make up as well. But I think that um, to reveal my next pick, I think Golden State's going to catch them and just they're going to flip a little bit there um, towards the end of the season. Let's go on to your eight versus nine.
1: Um, Before we do that, I'll just speculate a little bit for the seventh. We said the Mavericks are a bit of a lock there. There is a world I can imagine these Lakers falling to the seventh. Uh, Ooh, right now, there's six really? games okay. in the Mavs. LeBron is gone for potentially a month. Anthony Davis is still, yeah. still not playing. I don't know if you know the rest of that roster, but it's, it's pretty rubbish outside of those two, really. <sighs> I mean, you got, you got some good role players. Yeah. and Schroeder and, and Kuzma, but those guys are not going to hold the ship to a fourth seed. I'll make that clear. That's, they're going to fall. That's
0: that's a that's a really good shout for you. I didn't even really consider that because I just saw the Lakers as oh yeah they're good, but you know they could actually drop a fair way. Um, and if Dallas puts on a run, yeah, if the, if the Dallas put on a bit of a run, I, yeah, fair enough. They're not going to fall out of the playoffs, I don't no. think. And you know if they're in the play-in tournament, obviously you'd bet for them to to make it in, but. Wouldn't that be a bit of an upset?
1: Imagine uh, it, there is even a world like if they just got a huge losing streak, and I can see all the you know LeBron the goat kind of people just like, yeah, you know, LeBron. So let's say they make the playing tournament, they're like a ninth seed or something, and, and they end up, yeah, winning it all with Anthony Davis and LeBron. That'd be, um, that'd be an interesting story,
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, it definitely would help the sort of goat argument, but look, like, they versus the Orlando Magic, um. Couple of days ago, and only barely scraped by with a win. And I don't know if you've seen the Orlando Magic roster recently, Cal, but it is fucking trash. <laughs> um, they only won by three points. Uh, although the Magic did beat the Clippers today, so I don't know. Maybe it's not as bad as we think. Um, bit of bit of weird stuff going on there in Orlando. But um, who's your who's your eighth versus nine?
1: All right, so eight versus nine. I have I had the Warriors getting into the eighth seed. They got Steph back now. Okay, uh, I've a bit of faith yep. in what I've been seeing from Draymond Green this season. And Kelly's yeah. starting to put it together, so I just think Steph's the man. Um, you, you look at the Spurs; they're twenty three wins. The Warriors are twenty three wins. They've just lost a you know a few extra games, so I believe in them to close out the season, assuming they're all healthy. So Warriors eight, and uh, they're versing the Grizzlies at nine, who I think will keep the boat steady at a five hundred record and, and slip into that ninth yep. seed. Okay,
0: so that means you've got the Spurs falling out.
1: I had the Spurs falling out. I'm a, I guess, a bit of a of oh, the yeah, wow. Spurs. Yeah, like, it was, it was <laughs> tough. It was between them or the Grizzlies, obviously. The Pelicans. So, oh, yeah, well, Pelicans, yeah, sorry. But Pelicans... Yeah. I've just decided, you know, like it was a bit of a, a, a hope. That's your high pick. That is.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I, I've, I've got the Spurs still there at eight versus um, the Warriors at, at nine. And obviously I've, I've got the, the Grizzlies dropping a little bit to the 10th spot. I don't know. I just feel like the Spurs are the Spurs. They're just going to keep going on and they have surprised me this season. I didn't pick them to make the playoffs this year to begin with, but I think just the way that things are going, um, they're just, they're just good enough and well organized, well drilled enough to get there. Um, and I don't know, Memphis I, I I think in our earlier prediction for the playing tournament, I had Memphis here anyway, because I was expecting Jaron Jackson Jr. to come back fucking months ago, but um, <laughs> that obviously <laughs> hasn't happened. Uh he's still missing in action. Um so it it's more encouraging to see them still in this sort of play in tournament bubble. Um, so I think that they they could they can slip on through there. Um haven't looked at any sort of strength of schedules or anyone's like that moving forward. So this is, this is sort of taking just the team's values on, on its merit and, and going from there. Um, interesting, we both didn't have the, the Kings making it in.
1: No, no, that was another... It was them and the Spurs and, and the Pelicans was really my toss for the 10th yeah. um, kind of seed. But look, I really like the Kings. By the way, they're on a five-game winning streak right now. De'Aaron just yeah, won player of the week and he put up like 34, 5, and 5 with like... He's been on fire. ...ridiculous shooting yeah. field goals, so...
0: Yeah, he, he is playing really well. I just have I, and never have had any faith in the Sacramento Kings. And I just feel like at any moment they're going to start crumbling. But maybe this is the year they prove me wrong. and they make making it to the playoffs. Who knows? Who knows? Let's uh, move on. Um, we're talking about playoffs. We're going to flip the switch and go the other way. We're talking NBA Tankathon. It is the season. This is the this is the real uh, M- NBA Premiership uh, Championship right here, Cal. <laughs> Who's going to get those ping pong balls? Now, the last few seasons we've had a change in the draft order, and the bottom three teams each have equal odds at the number one pick. So really, it's a race for the bottom three. Um, at the moment, as, as time of recording, thirty first of March, we've got the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Houston Rockets and the Detroit Pistons sitting in those bottom three. Um, I'm going to throw it to you. Do you think that anyone else can contend for that number? So those bottom three spots. I
1: do, I do, and and I'll shock the world and say I think the Timberwolves will move out of the top three. I think they're the worst record. Whoa. right there. I think I think yep. they'll have a better second. Oh, I guess third of last third of the season. They'll be the, they're locked into my fourth worst team. Um, I have the Magic. Yeah slipping into that top three so i've got the yeah. rockets the pistons and the magic are my bottom three
0: yeah okay interesting so they've obviously got the worst record in the nba but it's not it's not, it's not you a, know, a huge it's a, it's difference a it's only it's a couple games and when you and when you're talking about the bottom of the league you know you get a three-game win streak and things can change real quick so <laughs> um these things these things can happen um you know we talked about the the Atlanta Magic's and you know they had a had a win today, so that hurts their chances beating the Clippers. <laughs> um, it was a I watched the end of that game. It was it was something else. <laughs> you know they they basically limped to the finish line with that one. Should have should have won much more convincingly. But what, what's your thoughts with Minnesota? Do you think it's D'Angelo Russell coming back that they're gonna they're gonna go? Obviously, Cats miss a lot of time.
1: Yeah, I just think um, like Cat yeah, missed heaps of time and D'Lo's missed heaps of time, and Anthony Edwards yep. is it's kind of clicking a bit more for him. Um, But the main thing I think is Cat. Like, when Cat's healthy, they have a much better chance of actually winning games. And he just came back a few weeks ago.
0: Yeah, okay. Um, And I guess, well, I I considered, I think I've always had Minnesota in there. I think Detroit's going to stay in there. My consideration was Houston um, to come out of there. Just with Christian Wood playing a little bit more, Um, those young guys are sort of hungry and, and sort of getting through there. Uh, I thought they might come out. And I was just wondering about where their protection is, um, is one thing, um, what would happen, um, because they're top four protected. So even if they do drop out of that top three, they would keep their pick. So there's a bit of incentive for them to stay really bad, just to give them the most chance to, to keep the pick. Because if they go outside that top four, they lose it to OKC. So... That sort of landed me back to the point where I think that the bottom three are going to stay the same um, with Orlando just missing out. Um, just seems like they're, they're hungry and they're, they want to get some wins and, and they've been competitive the last couple games, but their roster is pretty awful. But I guess so all of these rosters. So
1: Yeah, I think the Rockets now, I think they're going to go full full tank mode pretty soon. I think they'll just yeah. start resting John Wall a lot more and um, the rest of that roster is atrocious. To be clear, yeah. they've gotten, they've kind of gotten rid of all the reasonable players they had. So,
0: yeah, yeah, I think I think yeah, just that extra incentive of losing that peak is just going to be enough for them to be pretty awful. Yeah. Um, okay, let's move on to uh, keep talking about in the draft. We're not talking about sort of tanking now, but we want to talk about you know March Madness is on. Uh, have you watched any of the college basketball? Um, not a whole lot,
1: just just some highlight,
0: highlights highlights yeah. here and there. Okay, yeah, I've been watching a couple of Gonzaga highlights. You know, Jalen Suggs looking pretty. Pretty nice, um, but yeah. So he's um, he's he's a bit of a talent. Nice point guard. Um, the projected number one pick is Cade, um, Cunningham. Cade Cunningham. Yeah, who's who's looking like a bit of a beast. Um, bit of Ben Simmons about him. Bit of uh, you know that big point guard. Bit of uh, Luka Doncic about him. But um, we're going to talk about who we first of all who we think. Who we want to get the number one pick, which would be the most fun, and and who needs it the most. So I'll start off with who you who do you want to get the number one pick this year, Cal?
1: I, I don't know why I was drawn to this team, but for some reason I, I just want the Kings to get it. <laughs> I like I like their roster. <laughs> they got De'Aaron Fox. I know obviously they're 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 not the top three. uh oh, sorry, the bottom three teams. But like they still yeah. have like a. I mean, they everyone's got a chance. Yeah, they have like a ten percent chance. I, I gave pretty much any team that has an actual lottery chance I can set it yeah. uh, just to make yeah. it clear and, and uh, you know what the yeah. Kings I love De'Aaron Fox he's great they still got Buddy um, Holmes is that they're all still pretty young I guess Buddy's the oldest of all of them and he's tradable as well and and they, yep. they need that wing like they got Harrison Barnes who once again is also tradable um, if they get like a Cade Cunningham uh, to go with De'Aaron Fox and you know Rashawn Holmes I reckon that's a pretty good team like I'm just kind of yeah. looking for I don't care about you know those you know, teams at the bottom of the barrel. I want someone. I want us to help someone and make them a contender sooner rather than later.
0: Yeah, I think. I think the best scenario is that someone like with a, you know like a two or three percent chance jumps up ahead of everyone and surprises the NBA world. And I, I do like that. I do like that as a as a concept. Um, I I have something similar. Another team jumping jumping right up there, um, and it's the Toronto Raptors for me. I want I want to see them. Get get a pick, you know. Obviously, they're pretty high up in the Eastern Conference, so it would take a very, very lucky drop of the ping pong balls. But uh, I would love to see that. You know, I can just picture this: Carl Larry retires, in comes Cade Cunningham. You know, like it just seems seems perfect. You know, they just fallen out of the uh, the playoffs this year, straight back in there next year into a great system. You've got Nick Nurse there who can help mentor Cade Cunningham. He's going to fit in well. Think about like a a long lineup of him. Um, Pascal Siakam, OG, Ananobi like that's just and Fred that's a lot of
1: well, like,
0: yeah. yeah Fred Van Viet at the you know sort of the helm there uh, that's a good defensive lineup very good at switching in and around uh, so I think that would be a fun fun team to root for and, and you know who doesn't love Canada
1: yeah no I like that I like that pick
0: Yeah, we're both both hoping a fair bit, though, because it's probably not likely to happen with those teams having a a low percentage at the lottery ball. But um, uh, let's give those low teams a bit of a love. Who do you think um, needs it the most?
1: Um, I'll probably have to say that the Pistons, uh, being one of those bottom teams. They don't really have any real hope right now. They've spent heaps of money. Their their draft pick uh, last in the 2020 draft has not been playing well so far. Um, who you were very... Hasn't much chance to... Yeah, yeah, that's true. He got injured, but he didn't, it, it yeah. didn't look great. Um, I'm surprised he's not back no, from injury no. yet, by the way. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. I think they're taking it very easy and using his excuse to sort of just yeah. tank a little bit.
1: I, I think that's exactly what they're doing. But they, they'd be yeah. my pick just because even right now, I guess they got um, Grant out there, Jeremy Grant playing pretty well, but he, at this point, he's pretty tradable. They've built up a lot of yeah. asset kind of stock for him, so wouldn't be surprised if they trade him. Um, and brought in uh, I just think at least that gives them something and and they got other good role players around that team with Sadiq Bays is yeah. okay and, and Mason Plumley is an okay uh, he's obviously in the bottom tier of centers but he's still okay yeah. he, he does some pretty cool passes every once in a while
0: yeah, I mean, I think that'd be a decently fun team. I like Sadiq Bay and, um, you know, Isaiah Stewart's there as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't mind. I considered them. Uh, my, my team that I think needs it the most, I think, is the Orlando Magic. Um, I just think that <laughs> they um, should have made this trade a long time ago with Vucevic and, and clearing out the deck. Um, and I think that now that they finally have, they need to be rewarded for it um, because this team on paper just looks awful like if you just uh, who are the players that played today like you've got a starting lineup of Chuma Okiki Michael Carter-Williams James Ennis Dwayne Bacon and Birch Um, you know like who (laughs) what is that that's that's a starting lineup in the NBA right now Uh, so I just think that they need something to go along with um, who I think is their you know who's not even playing starters minutes Wendell Carter-Junior I think he's their best player and the most promising player on their roster He's not even starting. Um, so I, I just think they need something that they can just go, okay, this is what we're doing. This is who we're building around. Because right now they don't really have anything. They've got nothing.
1: Yeah, I'm expecting them obviously to throw a lot of their pieces around, start different people, and, and just do a bit of a tankathon, thon um, And just try yeah. and find a good kind of young talent, like similar to what yeah. the Brooklyn Nets had to do a, a few seasons ago when they had no draft capital at all. And they just like, threw heaps of lineups out there and they found some pretty good assets.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, you discover these little diamonds in the rough, like you know, like a Robert Covington was sort of a nobody, but until they started that um, process, sort of thing. So you know, they might do the same thing. Okay, he's looking pretty good, you know, he might be one of the ones that they find, but still not a great NBA starter. You know, he might be a rotation piece, but not n- by no means going to be a turning the ship around or someone you build around for the future. So, um, and even even Cole Anthony, who was their their pick last year. Um, you know, he's not a high upside kind of guy. He's a serviceable NBA player, probably not even a starter really on a good team. Um, but yeah, so I think they need someone to build around, and I would I would love to see Cade Cunningham sort of start that movement for them. All right, let's move on. We're going to talk fantasy basketball, uh, and if you're watching along on on YouTube, please uh, hit that subscribe button down below. Chuck that notification bell on, like the video, it all helps very much. Uh, we've been doing weekly fantasy videos every week uh, for the entire season um, and would really love the support, so make sure you're subscribed if you are not already. We're going to talk about some buy low and sell highs now, Cal. This will be the last one for the season. A lot of trade deadlines are coming up now, so last chance to make these moves before the um, the playoffs start in a few weeks. Uh, let's start with some buy low, guys. Who do you have uh, first, Cal?
1: Um, so my first buy low is Shay um, Shea, Shea Gilgis Alexander. Um, his, his form's been a bit down kind of recently with all the new lineup changes, so maybe you can get a hold of him um, at a reasonable price. Um, I think he's dropped outside the 50. Even though he's been playing well for most of the season, he's, he has dropped out a bit. Um, I think it's more just the efficiency side of things. So um, if you can get him low now, you might as well because obviously that team will still run through him I I feel like there even might be a slight kind of shutdown plausibility. Yeah, I was just
0: just about to suggest that he he does have an injury right now um, without a timetable. It's plantar fasciitis, which is, I don't know, it's it's a worrying injury because we've seen players be out for not very long with that kind of injury, but we have also seen players, I think there was even someone last year in the playoffs or something like that who was out for a long time and, and sort of...
1: I, think, missed the part. I can't the remember exactly where. That? I think Sabonis had it and he was out of that first series, wasn't
0: he? Yeah, I think, yeah, that, that rings a bell. But it, it can hold players out for a long time, depending on the severity of it. You know, if there's an actual tear in the plantar fascia, it can be a long term. But we don't we don't know at this point. Um, you know, basically, the words from the coach are that he doesn't want to say long term, but it's not day to day. To me, this sounds like a tanking job. But, um,
1: <laughs> you know, he's the only good player on their team. So. I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm a bit... Uh, well, that's another reason for a buy low. Like, if he comes back, yeah. um, he's giving you some good draft... Yeah, you know, he's giving yeah, you some good I think, assets.
0: I think you'd have to go really low with this one because I reckon some owners, especially if it's an owner that is trying to make the playoffs and they're not guaranteed a spot, um, they might not be able to hold him for anyone, really. If you just give them one of your worst sort of last few players on your roster, they might need to make that move because... You know, there's a lot of uncertainty there. So, it, worth a swing if you're sitting pretty and you're going to make the playoffs. Uh, but I would definitely recommend buying very low. Uh, so, yeah, just because that, just because that risk. Um, let's move on to my one. I'll, I'll talk about another guard. And we, we spoke about him before. Uh, oh, sorry, no. Um, yeah, Jar is is my guy here who's a bit of a buy-low candidate. Had a couple of poor games in, in a row here. The last game only managing to get up, uh, was it 12 points? If I think, uh, if I bring it, yeah, 12 points, five rebounds, eight assists. He's never really been one to get a lot of steals and threes blocks. Percentages have been shaky. So his ranking is always a bit, bit off. Um, And I think, you know, the owner might be a bit concerned two games in a row with 12 points and a game with 11 points um, with a 32 point game in between there. So if you can sort of jump on someone who's panicking, who needs the points, need the player to be performing right now, I think you could sort of make an argument to, to buy Low and Ja Morant. What, what are you expecting from Jar from here out, Cal?
1: Yeah, it's, he's an interesting fantasy guy. I guess he fits a he fits a certain build because um, right now his rank on Yahoo is one six eight for the season. Yeah, yeah, for the Which entire season. Surprising. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's yeah. Um, I, he's situational. He goes off. He has spurts. He always gets assists and reasonable points but doesn't really contribute too much else because his field goal yeah. and his free throws don't scream it yet either so there's not like yeah. huge positives there
0: yeah no he's he's a poor free throw percentage guy he shoots under one three a game which is actually in a league where everyone's shooting threes is actually really a bit of a hole uh, under a steal a game virtually zero blocks you know only three and a half rebounds field goal percentage is not good so yeah there's a lot of deficiencies in his game but if you're you know say a punt free throw percentage punt three kind of build and you need some points and assists because you've got all those big guys in your team. You know, he's definitely someone who I would go out and target, and definitely is a lot better in like a points league. So, if you're in a points league, you might be someone that can definitely pounce on him because in the last few, you know, three out of the last four games, he wouldn't have provided many, many fantasy points. But um, I do think that will change. He's still going to score highly, get a lot of assists, and that's going to be enough to give you enough fantasy points in that format. So, um, probably more of a points league guy than, than a category league guy.
1: And even I think a uh, weekly guy as well, just because he goes up yeah. in spurts a bit, so it he definitely helps. Yeah. On those kind yeah, of yeah, things so those
0: things head head to head leagues, so you could you could yeah. definitely bump him up a little bit.
1: Uh right, who's your next buy low? My next By someone we mentioned last week, and um, someone we might mention later, but um, he's he he's just one of those guys who I think someone's probably picked him up already, in Shuma Okeki. Uh, oh yes. And and I just feel like just throw an offer out there. I think he's worth. He'd probably be top 100 if he maintains his starting position for the rest of the season. Um, the past few games, he's probably been, in terms of fantasy, probably the, one of the best Magic guys. And, um, yep, I would say. We know they're shuffling the deck, so if you can just throw a bit of a low, um, someone you have in your team who maybe a big name, but he hasn't been playing too well to get Okiki, um, I think that's a good fantasy move just because I think he'll get the minutes and it will put up the stats. He's been doing good steals, um, pretty good points efficiently, hits the three pretty well. So th- there's a lot of positives there.
0: Yeah, I, I think uh, I'm, I may be a bit lower on him. I do think he's going to be the winner in, in Orlando. I, I just, I'm worried about the efficiency dropping off. I feel like he's running pretty hot right now. And when he's not going to be shooting as efficiently, I don't know... You know, I mean he seems to be getting a few steals, um, decent enough rebounds and, and field goal percentage, but yeah, I'm just worried about that percentage because I think it might be a little bit of fool's gold at the moment. I mean, I'm not too sure. I haven't seen this guy play too much. Um he's obviously fairly fresh to big minutes. Um so it it could be worthwhile. Um but again I would I would be going fairly low in terms of like, you know, back end of your roster yeah, kind of office. Back the
1: end of your roster. But I think like right for the past week he's thirty fourth um rank. So yeah. And he he knows he's going to get minutes now, so he's worth a flyer with this one of your your later round kind of guys that you can afford to lose on your on your team. Yeah,
0: throw out a throw out a Tyler Hero or something like that. You know, a player like that who's got a bit of name value, but you know, it's probably going to be down a little bit moving forward. Uh, Okay, my last buy low is Zach Levine. Um, Now the reason, and I do think you could actually probably get Levine a bit of a buy low with a bit of narrative talk. You could you could throw the narrative. Hey, Vucevic, he's come into the team. Look at, look at what's happened. He's he's dropping points. He's dropping assists. Um, you know, what's going to happen? This, this team is now going to run through Vucevic now. He's not the one, number one guy anymore. People will fall for that, I think. <laughs> um, and look, he's been great all season, but the recent trend of games, particularly the last couple, he's had some pretty poor performances. So... Again, someone who's failing to score a little bit. Uh, Last game had 12 points, game before that, 18 points, four assists, one assist, no steals in any of those games, only a three in each of the games, zero blocks, field goal percentage is sucking. Um, So his ranking is down. And I just think the combination of that and the Vucevic trade, you could easily catch someone who's who's a bit stressed about uh, Zach Levine right now. 141st ranked player in the last two weeks.
1: Yeah, no, I, I love it. I think this is a perfect candidate for Bilo. You have the storyline with um, Vooch yep. heading to Chicago. Um, you have the storyline of look at the past two games with Vooch. He's put up 18 points and then 12 points. Pretty pathetic, really. And, um, yeah. and right now he's got a sprained right ankle, so it's not, nothing too serious, oh. but he's bit injured. So he's yep. definitely his stock has dropped um, hugely just on the past couple games and the fact that Vooch is there. So. I reckon it's yep. a great Bilo candidate.
0: I, I that's what buy is all about. It's all about the narrative. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta talk to your owners. You gotta get them spooked a little bit. Get them worried. Get under their skin. That's what that's what it's all about. Um, so yeah, I, I do like that one. I do think he might be actually negatively affected here, though. Um, in all seriousness, I mean, he he is the 26th ranked player in the season, so he's a very very good player, um, and I can see maybe a little dip in points and assists, but. Um, nothing, nothing to this degree. Moving forward, I still think he's going to be basically a top, you know, a third round sort of guy.
1: Well, uh, let's moving forward, quick, so. um, comparison. Let's go because these are the two guys who I considered at the draft, and originally I regretted taking Jamal Murray with my picks. I could have had Zach mm. Levine, and and recently Jamal Murray's been turning it on. Um, he's been playing pretty damn well over the past month or so now, um, and Zach Levine yes. can definitely fall off. So would you? Let's say, would you make a trade? Who would you prefer on your fantasy team right now? Um,
0: I think I'd probably still be Zach Levine, although it's it's getting close. Um, I just think Zach's got you know higher high games than um, Jamal Murray, and if I'm in a, and most of my leagues are in head to head so I think that he's got a little bit more of that ceiling uh, in terms of things like scoring and threes. And he's a bit more efficient. Um, So, I mean, yeah, it's pretty close though.
1: If you look at Um, the past month, Jamal Murray is 19th ranked. So he's been playing well recently.
0: Yeah, he has. He has been playing well. And his ranking is boosted by the fact that he's a fairly efficient player with the ball. He doesn't turn the ball over much. And maybe that's, Ross, you know, factoring to my thinking because I normally don't give a shit about that. (laughs) So um, to me, I sort of look at those stats and I, I do just think that Zach Levine's, just a little bit better. So I would still have him a little bit above, but yeah, that's not to say that you buy low with um, Jamal Murray though. You definitely would try and buy a lot lower than that. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to some sell high guys. Start us off here, Cal. All
1: right. Well, um, we kind of touched on, on the Chicago Bulls. We'll stay there with Nikola Vucevic. Um, I reckon he's trying to sell him. He's actually played okay in the past couple of games with Chicago, but I feel his usage is going to have to drop. Um, he put up 21 and 9 in both those games. He's surprisingly got 6 assists um, in the most recent game, but I don't know. Like We know that his efficiencies will probably lift a bit, but I think his overall rank will drop. Um, his rebounds have... He hasn't even gotten the double-digit rebounds yet for the Chicago. Um, yeah. So I, I think if you have a chance to sell him, now's the time. He's on my team. I'm a bit saddened by it, but I I just think that, um, I think his threes will probably drop down a bit as well. I don't know. I just think he's, he's on the decline.
0: Yeah, we did. We did highlight him in terms of our losers for the the trade deadline and, you know, it hasn't sort of been huge yet, but you, you know, you take it to the fact that he didn't hit a three last game, um, hasn't had any steals or blocks, um. You know, I can see, you know, 21 points, you know, and he's still shooting very efficiently. So to me, that tells me that the shots are fewer. You know, there's fewer shots than normal. And I think that that will be the theme moving forward. They are splitting. They're playing him and Thaddeus Young in the starting lineup. Uh, at least last game they did. Whether or not they continue to do that moving forward, I think they will. Um, so that might help him more than I thought when he's not sharing the court with a player like Markkinen. But I still think that there's just more more talent on this team and and he's going to drop. Yeah, but I think, yeah, if you can get someone um, of sort of that first or second round value, I would definitely do so. He's still ranked 11th on the season um, and in total value, he's actually the second ranked player in total game. So you've done really well drafting him, uh, but maybe, yeah, if you can capitalize, get a top 20 player back, I'd, I'd probably do that. All right, let's move on to my one. I'm going to throw out another guard here. It is De'Aaron Fox. We mentioned him a little bit before in terms of the Kings doing really well, and it's been on the back of Fox. What did you say? You got Player of the Month or Player of the Week? Player of the Week. Uh, yeah, Player of the Week. He, he's actually been on fire the last sort of few games. Uh, and, you know, the last... Last couple of weeks, I would say, uh, putting up lots of points. In the last two weeks, he is the eighth ranked player, which is pretty wild, scoring 30 points, three rebounds, five and a half assists, over two steals, excellent percentages, which is the reason I think that he's a sell high, because he is not this guy in terms of, uh, especially his free throw percentage, shooting over 80%. He's not going to be doing that regularly, so um, that is definitely inflating his um, value, if he was to have a to keep this sort of momentum going in terms of his percentages, he'd be close to this sort of player, because he is a player that gets a lot of seals and points and assists. But yeah, it's just those percentages that I don't think, you know, are gonna be real and you can't really rely on them moving forward. Uh, what are your thoughts on Fox?
1: I'm great pick. Yeah, eighth overall is pretty surprising. Um, especially on the yeah. efficiency. I, I think He's obviously not going to maintain... He's been shooting 55% over the past couple of weeks. That will that, obviously drop down a bit. But I think in terms of a guard, he will be a good field goal guy just because he doesn't yeah. he Doesn't bum up a whole lot of threes. Um, no. He, he gets to the rim, and when he gets to the rim, he is really, really efficient. And I don't see that's really dropping a whole lot just because um, that's just yep. his play style. So. Um, if you can keep those steals up which is a, not a big reason he's been elevated to Yates but, the, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean he, he gambles a bit on, on that defensive end I think it's a bit of a sign for what's to come so maybe next season I think maybe have him pretty high on your draft boards
0: yeah, well, I'm looking at my lips, he's in my dynasty team, so I'm pretty happy with that one there. But um, yeah, like just like you said, the difference between 1.4 steals and 2.1 steals, you know, that's that's really really big. That's that's a big difference in value. And yeah, just the the 70% versus 80% free throw on that volume, shooting over seven attempts a game, like that's that's a huge swing in value. And um, yeah, I just think that that's not going to sort of last uh, over the stretch of the season. Um, so I think he's a textbook sell high, especially if he's someone who cares about free throw percentage. All right. Who's your first? Who's your next sell high, Cal? All
1: right, my next sell high is um, Robert Covington. And yes,
0: I think we've mentioned him a few times.
1: We have. So we'll keep that topic. We're waiting. We're waiting for it. <laughs> I feel like at one point he was a buy low and, and now he's back on the sell yeah. high board. I, I think you actually yeah. mentioned him last week. But I mean, yeah. this week he's put together he's- an even better week again.
0: He's still a sell high, He's I think. got a yeah, high on my
1: board. He was a sell high now. He's definitely yeah. a sell high. So yeah. he's, he's showing kind of shades of his of his old self in terms of some of those steals and blocks he's been put up recently are pretty pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, the past two games, for example, he got four blocks and four blocks, which is huge. Um, if you look at the past couple of weeks, he's pretty much averaging um, three threes, two steals and two blocks, um, which is ridiculous numbers in terms of fantasy. Yeah, it's and, crazy. And, and, and that's yeah. all under... Uh, um, that's all under one turnover a game as well. So th- those yeah. categories, are this hugely boosted, um, which is, and look, eight rebounds as well. Like he's been, he's been the 10th <laughs> ranked player in the past 14 days. So it's crazy. He's back yeah. his old ways. No, it- so if you can sell high, I'd probably do it because this is not sustainable. Yeah.
0: If I, if I can get anyone top 30, top 40, I would do so. Um, maybe even someone, if I like them, they fit my build in top 50, I would still do so. Just because I think we highlighted this last time that Nurkic is back. Um, he's on a minutes limit so he hasn't quite affected him yet he's only averaging 19 minutes per game the last two games that will increase um, as he gets better and he will be taking more of that sort of rim protection role uh, and gobble up those rebounds the steals are probably real he's still going to hit threes but you know those low turnovers inflates your value so much in a nine category league that it's just it's really not indicative of, of what you bring to the fantasy table because you know, it's just yeah. If the best player in turnovers is no player, you know. So yes, it's 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 a tactic, and I understand it. But just for me, I I, I just tend to rank those guys a lot lower on my board, and I go by a bit more of an eight category ranking. So um, yeah, and definitely in a points league, this guy's a huge sell high because um, yeah, he's he's going to be very inconsistent with those um, steal and block numbers as they're sort of high variance stats. Uh, my last guy that I've got here as a sell high is Rashawn Holmes. Um, so Rashawn Holmes has been putting up some beastly numbers. He's put to bed—I mean, long time ago—he put to bed any you know issues with Hassan Whiteside being his backup. But over the last couple of weeks, he is the 14th ranked player cow. Uh, just putting up monster percentages, 62% field goal, 83% free throw percentage, 18 rebounds, 10 boards, over two and a, like basically two and a half blocks. And again, those low turnovers, 0.8 turnovers a game. Um, so huge influence in percentages, blocks, rebounds, um, and good points on low turnovers. So to me, those are all signs of regression coming up. You know, the turnovers, if they increase to sort of one or two a game, there's a huge drain and just those blocks I think those blocks are going to come down he's had a few games in the past couple of weeks where he's had some five block games and three block games Um, so I just think that that's boosting his value right now although he he is a beast and I wouldn't be you know I I would still be keeping if someone gave me a uh, you know a top 40 player I would still want him but if you can get a top 20 or a top 25 player I would definitely do that um, very quickly
1: Yeah, I'm a big fan. I'm in the the wagon. Um, I've joined the train of Rashawn Holmes. Um, He's still young. I love watching him play, too. Like, some of the blocks he gets, it's super athletic, chased down. Um, And two and a half blocks a game is no joke. So, he's a good asset. That field goal is crazy as well. And, as, as you said, Hassan Whiteside is missing some time, and Bagley is also missing some time. So, he's got to a lot of minutes um, all going his way right now so if you can make a sell yeah. high, you could um, I personally would probably hold on to him because I really I love his game I'm a big fan
0: yeah so you, you, you like him you don't think you would like what's the point at which you would make the trade
1: um, you'd have to give me you give me somewhere like in the, in the 30s or 40s I'd probably I probably would would do it um, w- would,
0: would you be surprised if I told you that in the past month he's been the ninth ranked player so that's a pretty decent sample size.
1: That's uh, 13 games. Yeah, because so I've got the past couple of weeks and he was the 14th in, yeah. in the past two weeks. Yeah, so the ninth, it, yeah, exp- right, ninth over the past month.
0: That does take into account the break of the All-Star break. So it's probably not as big a sample size as normal months yeah, would it's, be, it's but still. On
1: those blocks um, yeah, crazy high. And then, yeah, points, good, yeah. good rebounds. It's only really yeah. the, the assists that are hurting you. Yeah,
0: so yeah, you've got the got the low assists, low steals. He's not going to be any threes either. So, um, yeah, I, I would say that he is he's a textbook sort of um, textbooks sell high guys. But um, but yeah, like I said, don't sell him too low because he is a very valuable player. All right, let's move on. Uh, we've got our last segment for today, uh, and again, just a reminder: if you guys are listening along on YouTube, watching us uh, on the video format. Please hit the subscribe button down below um, and su- uh, subscribe, hit the bell. Make sure you get notified when our new videos come up. We put new videos up every week uh, and click like on the video so more people can, can see it and share the good word. So we are going through, Cal, the hot waiver wire pickups. So these players are the, the highest added players over the last sort of 24 hours. Uh, and we're just going to mention what we think about them, whether they think they deserve this, or whether or not they're a bit of a flash in the pan uh, moving forward. So first name I'm going to throw at you, Cal, is Jaden McDaniels of the Minnesota Timberwolves. He looks like he's got the power forward spot locked up. Uh, what do you think about McDaniels?
1: Um, he looks like he's, he can get you some blocks. So that's valuable on the wave wire. Um, and he's, the minutes are there. So that's the one thing I always look for. The minute, he played yes. 38 minutes last game, 36 the game before that. And um and, and that's with, you know, cat playing as well. They got got a solid big man already in the rotation. This guy's also yep. hitting the three. Um he got three threes, yeah. two and two of the past three games, so um I think just the three threes and blocks kind of guy, waiver Y, he's definitely worth an ad.
0: He's uh, yeah, he's he's definitely a unique skill set and just watching him play, he's he's so long, so lanky. Um those blocks seem like they're sustainable. Um just particularly because he's got those minutes. Um, prior to sort of these last few games, it was him and Vanderbilt who had sort of been toing and fro-ing uh, with those minutes. So it looks like he's locked it up. Um, they're going nowhere soon, the Minnesota Timberwolves. So um, I do think that, yeah, he's probably someone who um, I think can sustain his value. So if you need those categories, blocks, I, I wouldn't get too excited about the threes. Maybe he might get one and a half to two a game um, and just a trickle of rebounds and steals. But I think, yeah, if you need those blocks and decent percentages, um, he's a good good pickup and a speculative ad. Uh, let's move on to the next one. Hamadou Diallu, Uh now playing for the Detroit Pistons. Um, looks like he's pushed Josh, Josh Jackson out of the rotation. Uh, put up a big game in his last game, uh, which has obviously caused a lot of people to sort of want to add him to their side. What are your thoughts on Diallu?
1: Um I, I kind of watched him a little bit at OKC. He, I kind of likes his game. He's a pretty aggressive kind of player. So, if he gets minutes, he'll probably be okay, but I wouldn't expect the defensive stats he put up recently. No. Um, so, that'll fall yeah. off, even the rebounds. Uh, he's not that guy. He, he's a probably a tentative ad for me. I wouldn't be picking him up right now, but I'd keep it. Give him my watch list.
0: Yeah, I, I I agree. I want to see a little bit more from him. I mean, like, you know, sure, he came out and put up 19 and 10. Yeah, but like you said, those two blocks of steel, he shot 60% from the field. Um you know, that's going to come down. So his points are going to come down. I think, I think he's going to get some points, some rebounds, but maybe not a lot else really. Um, nothing really to get excited about for me. He doesn't seem like he's got that like skill set like, uh, McDaniels that will be valuable for any team moving forward. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm lukewarm on him. I would want to see more games, um, moving forward. All right, let's go on to the next guy. Um, Had a big game today, Bogdan Bogdanovich. What are your thoughts on on bogey?
1: Um, Yeah, look, I've always been a bogey fan. It's just the the minutes, and he got a lot of minutes today. And he got four steals, which I wouldn't put money on again.
0: (laughs) No, I wouldn't either, yeah.
1: But he's worth a roster spot. Um, I don't know, like Sweet Lou is now at Atlanta, though, so...
0: There's, yeah, there's rumors about him not even playing, though. I mean, I don't know. He, he flirted with the idea of retiring, I think I saw on Twitter. So I'm not not too worried about Lou. Um, obviously, you've got DeAndre Hunter and John. I think John Collins went down today and got hurt. Um, so they're playing a bit more small ball, fitting in those wings there a bit more. So I think he's fine. I think he's a bit of a short-term value add while those guys are out. But I would be very quick to drop him moving forward if another long-term guy like McDaniels or something like that comes up. Um, and yeah, he just, I, he excited me. I, I, I draft him at the start of the year, you know, he's, but he's one of those guys that, yeah, like you said, no steals. Um, he's not going to sort of give you any rebounds or blocks. Field goal percentage is up and down very, very wildly. So I feel like, you know, there's only limited upside when a player like bogey, if you need points and threes. All right, uh, let's move on to the next guy. Um, Saban Lee is the the next guy we're talking about in terms of the hot wave wide pickups he's uh the starting point guard for the Detroit Pistons at the moment because they basically have no other point guards. so today, uh, today he had a big game 19 points three rebounds five assists still in a block two threes that's a very solid game but do you think it is replicable uh cal
1: um you just glitched out a bit he'll he'll be talking about
0: oh sorry Sab Saban Lee is the guy we're talking about point guard for the Detroit Pistons you,
1: you give me a spiel first go for it
0: Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, I just think that he's, um, you know, he's he's a bit of value right now. I, I'd probably call him more of a stream than like a rest of season ad at this point. You know, if you need the assists, if you need some steals. Uh, but I think we spoke about him a few times before. He'll have this sort of big game, but then follow it up, you know, with... You know, a couple of points and a couple of rebounds. So again, I'm not gonna drop anyone of value to him. Do you do you see it the same there, Cal?
1: Yeah, I don't think he's addable right now. Um, sadly, yeah. he had a good game. I think everyone's getting a bit over over the you know, overreacting a fair bit. I wouldn't add him. You could put him on your watch list if you want, but I'm not like, super high.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I would just I'd literally only stream him for assists if, if that was um, what you needed. Let's move on to one of the hype guys of the last couple of weeks, Mo Bamba. Give me your thoughts on uh, the big Mo Bamba.
1: I almost picked him up. He's actually still a free agent. I probably could. Um, yeah. I mean, my team's punt blocks, so he doesn't really help my team a whole lot. <laughs> but if, you, if you're if you not a punt blocks team, like most of you guys out there, yeah. he, uh, he's got some value. He had the three block game. Um, I totally hate his game. I hate watching him play because he's like someone who is meant to be really agile and is like seven foot two and decides he can only spot up threes. That's all his game is. Um, but the blocks are there, so I think he yeah. probably is worth an ad at this rate. If you can even just average 20 minutes a game, he'll still give you blocks and threes. Yeah,
0: yeah, he's yeah, he's like that Chris Boucher kind of permanent monster. Blocks, threes, you know, decent free throw percentage for a big guy. So. I mean, the center rotation is still a bit murky over there. You've got Cam... uh, I'm not sure of his first name. Birch starting. You've got uh, Wendell Carter Jr. there. They're all sort of getting that, you know, 15 to 20 minutes a night kind of role at the moment. So, you know, he could end up being a winner. I, I see Birch kind of falling out of rotation there eventually. But it may take some time. But yeah, like you said, even in the limited minutes, if you need the blocks, you know, and if you want, you know, a good player with some good percentages and solid enough rebounds he's not going to give you any assists he's not going to give you any steals uh, probably very limited points um, it looks like his field goal percentage is not doing too well although i think i can see that rising yeah i think he i think he's worth a speculative about i like him a bit more than a few of these other guys on the list uh, let's go on to another guy we mentioned earlier in the pod um chuma okiki uh, you seem to like him a lot. you think he's a priority ad over the guys we spoke about so far?
1: Um, yeah, I think he's probably locked in for the minutes. So let's go with Kiki. Yeah. He's been playing pretty well. Um, I I'm, I'm, don't have the the starts up in front of me in terms of where his ranking over the past week. We can probably get that up for you guys. But I, I think there's potential there. He's worth an ad. He, he's even worth a bit of a flyer in terms of, as we mentioned, if you have some, some low guys in your, your roster you can get rid of throw a fly. He's, yeah yeah 34th in the past week so he's been putting up stats
0: he has been putting up stats you know it's on the back of some steals and good good percentages which i'm not sure how sustainable they are so i'm going to temper expectations i might not be quite as high as you but i do think he's worth a speculative ad i'm not dropping anyone of extreme value with him because i think the Orlando magic are going to be a bit up and down to you know finish the season off. They're going to be trying some new things, rotating their players. But I think of all the starters right now, he's the most, the safest bet in terms of getting minutes. But yeah, I mean, the two out of the last three games, he shot over 60%. I don't think that's going to continue. I think his game where he had 14, 6, and 3 with a block, that's probably more what you're going to get. But even that's pretty valuable. He's still hitting the you know, three threes. Um, he's getting you the block. But yeah, probably that sort of back-end value as opposed to the sort of torrid start he's been on you know being that that starter but I, I do I do like him as a speculative ad uh, last guy here that I want to talk about for today Cal um, and it is Nerland's Noel so obviously we've had the news that Mitchell Robinson has had a stress uh, I'm not sure if it's a stress fracture but a fracture in his foot yeah, and his he foot. might yeah he might be out for the rest of the season so um for me i think if you need blocks if you need steals rebounds field goal percentage this guy is a must add player to me um so if he is available in your league i would definitely be be scooping him up the wire do you think he's must ask must roster or oh yeah definitely what are, what are your he, thoughts we'll
1: get more minutes now he, he's locked in the position he was putting up literally like mitch robinson's numbers when mitch robinson was out i think it was covid um and he's just going to maintain that so it'll be a kind of guy hovering in the 50s and on a good week and he'll definitely be a top 100 player.
0: Yeah, he's rostered in only 58% of leagues so that he is available in a fair few leagues out there. Um, last two games he's put up over 30 minutes a game and in total he's given you Uh, four steals in two games and seven blocks in two games, both with 11 rebounds in each game. So that's 22 rebounds in two games. So yeah, if you need those stats, he's going to be excellent. Um, So I think he is a must roster player. So if he's on your wire, go look at him right now and, and pick him up. All right, well, that will do us for the podcast today, guys. Thanks for watching on YouTube, listening along on Spotify. Again, if you are watching on YouTube, please subscribe. Hit that notification bell down below. Like the video. You can find us on Twitter at BallBoysNBA. And we will catch you next week. Good luck with your final trades before that trade deadline. And we'll see you later. Bye.